You're watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Good morning, everyone. Jim Fitzpatrick with Inside Automotive right here on the CBT Automotive Network. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. On today's show, we're pleased to welcome back Tyson Jomini, who's Vice President of Data and Analytics at J.D. Power, to walk us through January's SAR. We'll also get into a little bit about new vehicle sales and what that looks like. So, Tyson, thank you so much for joining us once again on the show. Thanks for having me back, Jim. Sure, sure. So the crazy, uh, crazy 2021. Now we're in 2022, and it doesn't seem to be that the craziness is over. So talk to us a little bit about uh, the SAR uh, for January and where that stands. Yeah, I mean, certainly the craziness has not ended. It's, it's of course, the year of the Tiger. Uh, right. Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl and uh, January results seemed really strong. But in that that spirit, they're a bit of a paper tiger. Um, it, it seemed like a 15.2 million SAR. I mean, that, that was just flying the best SAR since June. Um, however, <laughs> I don't think it's that strong uh, because it, it, January is such a small month uh, that right now the way the industry is operating, which is one unit in, one unit out for sales in a small month, it really benefits uh, that that kind of selling pattern. Yeah, that's for sure. So inventory hasn't been over a million units at a retailer's since June. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, inventory remains about 830,000 units on the ground. I mean, we're talking about, you know, just shy of 3 million units a couple of years ago in, in this time period. Wow. So we are really seeing a, a contraction there, and it has been very sticky. I mean, it has been that way since summer. Yeah. Wow. That That's, that's that, I mean, that... I know dealers that I talk to around the country are are kind of saying, well, it's not a terrible thing, this short inventory, because our gross profits are through the roof, our expenses are lower, we're saving on advertising dollars, we're saving on floor plan. Um, so, so it's interesting to see their take on it. It does, you know, I said to one dealer, you know, what is it like, you know, running your business? He said, I could run my business this way forever. And so I thought that was an interesting take, and it's a large volume dealer group. So have you see, heard and seen some of that out there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, if they had one more unit, they would be one unit happier than they are right now. And, um, I, I, you know, right now there, there's a horse race going on. I mean, automakers are seeing the, the profitability out there and the rewards for being the, the first automaker to resolve supply chain issues and, and get a, a full complement of vehicles to dealerships is really going to reap the rewards. So everyone is gunning for that. Yeah, for sure. So talk to us about, you know, the, the transaction prices set a January record at 44000 um, uh, Talk to us about that. That's Where is this going? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes a month after setting an all-time industry record in December. Uh, so normally in January, due to seasonality, you know, fewer luxury cars and trucks, we see transaction prices on average come down 3 to 4%. This January, we only saw it drop about a percent and a half from December. So it's a very high transaction price to start the year. Um, so it remains robust because of this inventory situation, of course. When we don't have anything to sell, we're going to sell you know, what we have for very high transaction prices with very few incentives. And right now, consumers are paying whatever they can to get that new vehicle. And the premium mix is is kind of the, I mean, it, it talk to us about that. It's been best January for premium mix ever, right? Yeah, premium mix is, it's been a story uh, really since coronavirus began that premium took off. But this was the best January ever for premium vehicle sales in the United States. Uh, so we're seeing some very high amounts. However, and, and the big but here um, is that the benefits are, are going to Tesla first. 
uh, and then the traditional automakers second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And new vehicle sales are attracting wealthy consumers out there. I mean, it, it seems as though everybody's got a pile of money to spend suddenly. Yeah, certainly with the transaction prices that we're seeing, the, the number of subprime consumers in market has almost been cut in half. Uh, so it's a very wealthy, uh, wealthy consumer buying these expensive vehicles. And, you know, Jim, this is the, the time of year. I mean, really, as we go further into this month, we start talking about subprime consumers. They get their tax refund and they, they go out and buy cars with it. Um, but, but right now, there's very few of them that are actually you know, participating in the new car market. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it, it's, it's just shocking to me that we're at $44,000, dollars $46,000 average price uh, for a new vehicle, and nobody seems to be talking about that. Nobody seems to be talking about the affordability issue. Two years ago, prior to COVID hitting, we did so many shows on affordability and also margin compression. Those two phrases and those two issues never come up with dealers anymore. And uh, it, it, it's just shocking to me that we flew right by, you know, Forty thousand dollars average price now, or forty-five, and, and or forty-six, and it's there's no end in sight, and nobody seems to be concerned about it. Yeah, well, you know, the one lever that consumers really have, certainly at at the point of purchase or in the F and I office, is term, um, and so we're seeing a lot of consumers extending the term. Eighty-four month penetration of of sales is is up to eleven percent from you know seven percent. Uh, pre-COVID and, and 72 month is, is showing almost an equal percentage point gain. So consumers are really extending the term to afford, you know, these 29% price increases that we're seeing. Um, because they do that, um, what we're actually seeing is monthly payments are only going up about half of the transaction price changes. So we're seeing monthly payments up about 14%. Okay. And leasing still running strong? No, actually, there's very little leasing going on in the market, and, and that's going to be one of the biggest changes we're going to be watching uh, both you know, this quarter and, and going forward. Uh, leasing is, is down uh, to 17% uh, from, from the captive-supported wow. lease. Um, it used to be 27, 28, you know, years ago, 31%. Um, yeah. So we're seeing leases really get dialed back, and that's going to have implications, I mean, downstream. Uh, the number yeah. of lessees coming back to market in Q4 of 2024 uh, is really going to, I mean, it's basically going to be cut in half uh, from For what sure. we saw here in, in, uh, in 21. Especially when you combine that with the increase of extended terms to 72 and 84 months, these people are going to be in their cars longer. Uh, the beautiful part about leasing, as you know, is they were back in your showroom in 36 or 48 months. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, luxury brand dealerships that, that are watching this, there, there's a big change coming here. Um, so there's a lot of consumers now that are moving over to finance contracts really for the first time because they can actually find a cheaper monthly payment for an installment contract than a lease almost for the first time ever for some of these brands. And uh, we're going to see consumers behaving differently. They, they're going to be out of market. So we may have to get more aggressive in our, you know, in our direct mailings and in our service lanes uh, to, to get their vehicles back in at, at a, you know, a better time frame than, than when they may want to come back. Sure. Why, why is that? You would think that with the value of used cars, the residual values would be so high that the lease payments would be coming down. Well, a lot of consumers are finding that the best deal they can get right now is that, that contracted price and their residual value of their, their existing lease. Uh, so we're seeing a very sharp uptick in the number of consumers buying out their existing lease and not returning to market. Uh, but it's not just okay. that. 
Um, you know, the, the way leasing uh, works is, you know, we're basically levering up our money in leasing because a consumer only pays about 40% of the MSRP of a vehicle. Um, when we put $500 of cash toward a lease, it has a very big effect in a multiplier. But when we start going the other way, it really starts to make leasing less competitive. So it's really just the market dynamics uh, forcing consumers out of, that, out of that side of the business. Sure, sure. What are you forecasting for 2022 with regard to a SAR? What do you think we'll finish at? I know it's very early in the year, but... Yeah, uh, best guess is it's going to have a 15 handle on it, probably a, a high 15 rate. Uh, mm -hmm. We're, we're kind of hoping that we would see the supply chain get ironed out and we had some optimism for a 16 uh, level SAR. I don't think that's going to be something we can obtain. Certainly news, you know, this week with, with Ford needing to take down some of their plants. So it just sort of feels like we're going to continue to see that stress on the supply chain uh, and that will limit our upside. You know, natural demand is still well in excess of our sales pay. So it, it's not like the industry wants to be 15 million. It, it really wants to be 17 million, 18 million based on the amount of, of pent up demand. Uh, but we just we don't have the production to meet it. Yeah, that is a question that I get asked a lot uh, on CBT is, is what what do you think the absorption rate would be if cars were plentiful? Would it be 17 and a half, 18 million? Or are we just seeing this? Uh, this tr tremendous demand because we just don't have the vehicles right now. What you're saying is it would be that high. Yeah, we, we would be seeing that. Um, there has been a, a wealth effect in the market. Uh, a lot of consumers, particularly the higher end of the market, uh, have really benefited uh, from, from this period. You know, stock portfolios yeah. have gone up. Housing prices have gone up. Right. Um, and, and certainly the, the lack of entertainment options has really put a lot of money in consumers' pockets. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, these high prices have knocked out a lot of consumers from, from the market as well. So they're on the sidelines. Um, so natural demand uh, would be a lot higher right now. We would be seeing SARS in the, in the 17s, perhaps some of the best SARS we've ever seen. Um, you know, if we go back to, to April of last year, that was the number four SAR of all time uh, as we were starting to eat into the pent up demand from COVID before the supply chain crisis hit. Right. Isn't that incredible? It really is. Th these times that we, I think we'll look back 10 years from now and just go, what the heck was that all about? <laughs> I mean, you've got this, you know, pandemic taking place and some businesses shutting down and others slowing down and others ramping up. And it, it, lo and behold, throughout all of it, you know, auto sales, new and used, just continue to roll along uh, stronger than ever. It, it really is something, something to be studied, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, consumers though that, that are in the market today are finding some of the, the highest quality vehicles we've ever seen at JD Power. Um, they're, they're finding new features. I mean, if you've been out of the market for five or seven years and you come back, uh, the consumer will be blown away by the, the technology and the safety that's in cars today. Um, so it's, it's, a great, it's a great industry, um, even as uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy time to be in it. I know. I know. And 10 years from now, what we might be doing is going online, buying our car, and then it will be driving itself to your driveway. <laughs> so, We're flying. It's crazy. It really is. So, Well, Tyson Jomini, Vice President of Data and Analytics at J.D. Power, thank you so much for joining us. I know that our dealer viewers will get a lot out of your business. So thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thanks for watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Pash, Kane, Lewis, Greenfield, Reed, Dawson, Lopes, Rice. The best lineup in retail automotive.
cbtnews.com. Subscribe today.